0: You, my missing puzzle piece I'm complete
1: I was just getting-
2: Space Ruffin 18 And today we've reached the end of season 4 With our um, Annual Or semi-annual wrap-up podcast And today talking to me About this wonderful season Are three old pros And I will let them introduce themselves
3: Hi, I'm Arby Also known as C. Walk on Tumblr And tonight's opinions are brought to you by (laughs) (laughs) Say
1: Hi, I am Snarky Hag, also Snarky Hag on Tumblr.
0: Hi, I'm Kay, Black John Lennon on Tumblr, Killer Queen Eighty on the Archive, and tonight's recipe voice is brought to you by Barkitis. <laughs>
2: oh. Send Kay lots of love, everybody. So obviously
3: my sponsor is a lot more fun than Kay's sponsor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't get sponsored. You
3: want do you want to be sponsored? I'll no, sponsor I you. I
1: got
2: no
3: Snarkies is brought to you by adulting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So before we get into it, I do have a question for RB. Um, (laughs) We're we're going to go at this early, huh? Yeah, we are. How'd you like the season? Um,
3: it was fine. Um, there were some very amusing moments. I still, still am firmly in the camp of much preferring one through three to four through six.
2: Do you want to elaborate on as to why? And just keep in mind, nobody's going to yell at you.
3: Oh, I kind of figure it'll come out during the, (laughs) (laughs) during the discussion, but, um, there's no Cooper. Uh, well, a, a lack of Cooper really does make a, a uh, serious ping on my enjoyment radar. Um, there are no... Cooper's uh, always
0: with us in our hearts, though.
3: He is always with us in our hearts. <laughs> yes. Um. You don't have Blaine and Kurt dressed up in their warbler finery uh, for the length of time that I got used to in season two, which I enjoy my warbler babies. Um. And I... The split narrative is hard for me because... There was so much to cover that I felt like nobody really got enough time to delve into as much of the individual plots as I would have enjoyed.
2: There's just so
3: much going on.
2: Oh my gosh, there is. Does that mean time's up?
3: Time's up. Ding!
1: I just heard a buzz. I don't know. I think that was my phone. Sorry if it does that. I don't know. I did an update
2: and now it's making a lot of insane. And now it's angry at you? Now it's timing us for our discussion topics. <laughs> yeah. I
3: mean, that is one way to get somebody who's talking a lot, me, to hush, also me. Just,
2: okay, just so, me. Um, so kind of the first thing I wanted to talk about is structure because I had, I don't know, an epiphany at... Um, At 3 o'clock in the morning and I was just thinking about it So if you can indulge me a little bit And then I will shut up for a while
0: Um, 3 o'clock in the morning is the best time for epiphanies That is when most epiphanies occur Yeah, because you should be sleeping But your brain won't let you Right
2: I was kind of thinking about the overall structure of the entire show And when you look at season 1 There's definitely It's broken up into two parts You know, um, The front 13 which is through sectionals On the back nine which is through regionals and then seasons two and three are both kind of divided up into three parts you know sectionals regionals nationals and it's kind of a three-act progression and um with season four um i was looking at it and episodes one through nine is definitely a first act like a, a solid full arc of the show and the interestingly it's kind of like backish not in 13 kind of flipped up season one is the second act and i think one of the reasons why it doesn't feel satisfying at the end is because it's not if you look at season five and the first 13 episodes that is the third act of this whole overarching story and we can you know debate on whether these arcs worked or not but i just thought it was really interesting that Um, there's still a three-act structure and then a lot of these storylines continue into season five and season five kind of cuts in half because then you have the end of season five which would have been nine episodes and connect that to the next 13 of season six you have kind of five full seasons instead of six seasons or five you know whatever so am I making any sense six seasons on a movie six seasons on a movie (laughs) (laughs) I just I think season four feels incomplete. And when you look at it like at a macro level and you in conjunction with season five, I feel like the reason it feels incomplete is because I think the third act of the story that they were trying to tell is the first part of season five.
3: And maybe that's part of what it feels like when I'm watching it, just kind of going, meh.
0: I also wonder how much
3: of- Because there's no resolution.
0: But I also wonder how much of that is due to what happened with Corey. Because a lot of the storylines at the beginning of season 5, I feel like, especially True. with the new kids, he probably would have paid, played a role in them. So I do wonder if they had a well, different ending in, in, in mind. But when they realized that, you know, he was going to end up missing part of it, they kind of had to change course really quickly.
2: See, and then when you look at season 4, how it's broken up, the 1 through 9 is very much the first act. And then this it, it gets to be like... You have 10, and then around 16, 15, 16, and 17, it just starts kind of meandering. And I'm not saying, like, obviously, there's a lot of really great episodes that I think are in the second half of the season, but when it starts to stretch out time, that's when this, like, it kind of, I don't know, just things kind of get strange and not as cohesive as in years past. And I don't know if, like... I, yeah, we don't know if what happened happened because of what happened with Corey or if they were always planning on doing something like a bigger structure. I don't know, but that's kind of how I saw it. So
1: yeah, I have to say, in earlier seasons, especially when we got to the end of season three, I remember thinking, oh, it's a bummer that they that they can't stretch it out so the seasons are, are you're like half a school year. But Mm -hmm. now that we've experienced one that's longer than, I'm so glad they never did.
0: It's literally a terrible idea.
1: Yeah, it was really rough.
3: I'm continually confused.
0: I am, like, the loner here, and it's for completely selfish reasons. I'm okay with the stretching out of time because it meant more Blaine and more newbies, and they got more storylines, so even though it's kind of, like, annoying at one point that it is going on so long and that they managed to stretch it, until like what like the 10th or 11th Or 12th 13th. episode of season 5 13th episode <laughs> I did the math five. I will I'm make okay a chart See but I feel
3: like selfish reasons Are some of the best ones You know Nothing wrong with selfish reasons My selfish desire would have been for <coughs> Cooper to end up teaching at the school Even though he is wildly <laughs> unqualified And I mean, just Matt Bomer had a much higher paying job <laughs> Just
0: looking at my own like when I look at I've written ninety eight Glee fan fictions Damn. and a vast majority of them take place in that stretch of time between season four and the and episode thirteen of season five. That's just like a majority. It was just like a really good time, at least in you know, for me, stretch of episodes that I really, really, really enjoyed and haven't enjoyed episodes that much and since probably season two.
3: There we go. No. Number number one for selfish reason, let's stretch out this bitch. So... <laughs> I like it. Okay. We, um, we all like different things.
2: And it's okay. That's the, you know...
3: <laughs> it, it's what makes the great salad bowl of fandom? Like, what should I compare it to? Because it's not a melting pot, because that... Uh, I think I think that analogy is salible. literally terrible. So salad bowl? Yeah, I've heard like people some, say salad bowl as opposed to melon And somebody is the tomatoes, and somebody is the tangy yet approachable creamy Parmesan dressing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who gets to be the crouton?
3: <laughs> no. Anyway, they're crunchy, a little salty, kind of burnt.
2: <laughs> Sue. <laughs> <laughs> Sue gets to be the croutons. <laughs> okay. Um, the other thing um, that I noticed in looking at a macro level of this season is kind of the tonal shift between the first half and the second half, whereas the first half kind of relies on these like heavier stories, the breakup stories, and, you know, I don't know, just it felt darker and then. Throughout the second half of the season, it kind of just becomes lighter and fluffier until we get to the end, and we're going into the tone of season five, which is funny enough, well, even though there is this kind of dark aspect over season five, it's kind of like the cartoonish and bright colors and, you know, a lot of a lot more humorous and stuff
0: like
3: that. Yeah, I like my Glee lighter.
0: Me I too. I, I like yeah.
3: ridiculous Glee.
0: I feel like the first part of season four was continuing the tone of season three, which is when everybody started calling it gloom. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's just like every episode, it was just like, okay, this is getting really like depressing. And I definitely prefer my glee more silly.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, like it's a show about a glee club. So if we could just bring some more joy into it, that'd be fantastic.
3: I mean, come on. Glee is about opening yourself up to joy. <laughs> and why do they keep on being like, hey, so you know all these things you love? We're going to set them on fire.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what I felt like. I felt like the beginning of season four, and I know we talked about this at the beginning of season four, that they wanted to hit a rebutt. They wanted to hit the rebutt set and reset. Oh, God, <laughs> I give up. <laughs> Man, yeah, I love the wind rebut shows rebutt. It's bad when I do it like three times The reset button It's going
0: to be my new favorite word
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have
3: to rebut this whole podcast
0: (laughs) Every time you say rebut I'm going to be like Pee Wee's Playhouse When they say the word of the day I just go (laughs)
2: Do the reset button And um, You have like the new class and the college years And let's you know Reset everything and do a new Show that's darker in tone And I don't know I mean I don't know
0: But it wasn't just darker in tone It was physically darker Yeah. In the first half everything in New York was brown
3: Why didn't they just turn on the lights (laughs) <laughs> and why did everybody all of a sudden stop wearing color?
0: Like I, I think it was a
3: metaphor
0: for the Rachel breakup. And Kurt only wore like earth tones. It was everything was so brown in the New York well, side. It was so dreary. Kurt, I know they were, were
3: sad. But sh- their seriously, their apartment was brown. Everything every scene in Niaad like did not have lights on. They just had some weird glow from windows that had obviously not been washed in a decade because this is a scam school and they're in some warehouse that nobody actually has the address to
2: you know they must have spent all of their budget going to New York for that breakup episode and then the rest of the season they didn't have any more money to do anything
0: (laughs) I mean they spent their budget on um, Kate Hudson and Sarah Jessica Parker oh
2: Mm
3: -hmm. that too but like they could have just worn clothes that they had in the closet from last year Previously, they wore color. There was color. They were bright people.
2: Now, with with Kurt, and we can always get into this a little bit deeper when we get to talking about his arc, he does purposely wear black after the breakup until he meets Adam, and then it's kind of a, a clothing progression. There is
0: some like, merit to that. But I understand
3: doing that with one character. Why did they have to do it with everybody?
0: I, I can't Why did they that. do it with the entire city of Rachel New York? It
3: was being
0: old.
1: Because Rachel was being an adult. Well, I understand that Rachel was
0: being Carrie Bradshaw, but Carrie Bradshaw wore color. She wore a tutu, for God's sake.
2: Well, isn't there a thing about New Yorkers only wearing black or something like that?
0: Not the ones that I know, but but I've never been there. I don't know. Okay,
2: so getting into the plot lines a bit, um, let's talk about... Well, let's talk about... um, Real quick, Will being not the main character anymore, he kind of takes up a back seat, and I. Oh have no <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a man
0: up in here?
2: Um. So, um. Basically, which, Will t- which
3: is which is bad. I feel bad for Matthew Morrison. I actually feel like he's a very talented person. But Will is a legitimately terrible character, and every time the writers tend to be like, "We're going to make him more interesting," it just makes it worse.
0: You know what? Funnily enough, I don't know if you guys listen to Jenna's podcast based on her book, but there were some interesting things that came out of her—the episode with Matthew Morrison and the episode with Kevin McHale. And one in the, the episode with Matthew Morrison, he had talked about how he was starting to spend more and more time, just like alone in his trailer it would be like 8-10 hours of the kids filming and he'd be stuck in his trailer and he'd come out for like 5 minutes you know do a little scene and then go back to his trailer and how it was kind of frustrating and how he kind of had to make the decision how he had to kind of make a decision to not let it become like this huge thing or like a chip on his shoulder about it Right. and so I definitely feel bad for him because it's not his fault That Will was so terrible And one of the things I, My siblings and I always kind of When when they used to watch it Were trying to figure out if Will was supposed to be An awful teacher Or if it was just the writers hadn't realized That they had written him that way And I'm still not not sure If he was supposed to be awful
2: No I don't think it was Intentional either But I I, my, My thought was though That this season, you can definitely tell that he takes a step back and they send him off to Washington and they really kind of tie up everything. Like, they tie up with Emma and they finally get him married to Emma. And Emma is barely in this season at all. She's now a guest star. Um, and I think the intention was really to get him... I, I kind of have to wonder if, you know, the stuff with Corey and Finn didn't happen. Would he have been even on the show in season five or would they have completely written him
0: off? So... It's a good question because I know Jama had went and gotten a part on another show, which is why we see we were seeing her less and less until she was completely off of it. She well, was yeah, one of the people, like along with Vanessa Lindsay, that said, you know what, this is not working, and went and got work elsewhere.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling Matthew Morrison had a particular contract and that contract was rather specific because he also is back in season six. Yeah, that's and pretty true, too. significant. It's a lot about him. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've heard that same thing, or that same, or he's given the same answer before. I mean, can you imagine getting on this show, this, like, super hit show that becomes a phenomenon, and when when you get this gig, and in the first season, you are the male lead, and then never again. Not only that, everyone hates you. Like, yeah, it would be a bummer.
3: Yeah, I feel bad for him as an actor.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: The I mean, character could
3: just, he's you know, Peter Pan on Broadway,
1: and having a baby and all that kind of stuff. Right.
0: Yeah, I follow mm-hmm. his Instagram. He seems like a nice guy, and the cast really likes him. Everyone so I seems really, to really do like feel him. bad for him.
2: That's true. Yep. So, what do you guys think about the wrap up with of the Wemma storyline and Will and Emma finally closing the door on that, that like whole relationship drama that's been going on since season 1. I'm going to be
3: honest, I checked out of Wim a Wimo while ago. When well, she
0: couldn't make it work with the hot dentist, I was kind of like, okay, whatever. How
3: do you dump
0: John Stamos? <laughs> how do you yeah, How do you I marry just, John no, Stamos I, and not climb him like a tree? Exactly. She was married to him and he, and <sighs> because she was saving it to give it to Will as a prize for winning national uh, okay, so now I remember why I hate Lemma. It's John Stamos. Like,
3: all all of my preteen Uncle Jesse fantasies come true. And I'm just sitting there going, why? Why? What sort of personal choice are you making? This is a terrible personal choice. Why?
0: I do he really is a beautiful man.
3: He is a beautiful man. Uh, well, I do, to to
1: oh, answer ahead, the question, I actually mercy. was pleased that they... In a reasonable way that did not make me want To totally throw up Because that was where they were headed with Wilma I was pleased that they were able to wrap it up In a way that seemed like something adults Might do And then just sort of remove that From being a rather pressing Storyline. I don't think that the story Ends when you get married But I think their story Ended for all of us Who were watching kind of a while ago So them getting married is kind of like Okay well that's done we can put that in a box, and we're sure at some point they'll have a baby and we'll hear about it, which we do. And, like, that's kind of it. You know, so, if you don't have something really exciting to talk about with these characters, them getting married, divorced, following, falling in love, or having a baby, that's kind of it. Those right. are, like, the big milestones. Life's a lot more than that, but those are the big milestones for the show. So it was like, okay, we touch in on those things and move on.
3: So side question with them. How old are they supposed to be?
2: Oh, I can answer this They graduated high school in 1993
0: Not Emma, Emma's my age Because she talks about starting her senior year When Princess Diana died And that was in 97, uh that's when I started my senior year So
2: she would have been in 1979 And then Will is supposed to be A lot, like 74, 73 Born in So, wow, they're supposed to be a lot If you
1: graduate high school in 73 You were born in 1975 Because apparently Will and I Are the same age (laughs)
0: <laughs> Which is weird, because Matthew Morrison cl- is, about my Seven. age, I think he was born yeah. in like 79, yeah. 80.
2: He was. So, yeah, the character, okay. that's the other thing about Will, as So they're as I supposed know, to be I a lot
3: that, older than I was assuming they were. Yes. Huh.
2: And, I, I'm as not as sure I whether know, that was,
3: makes me feel better or worse. <laughs> I, I, I always... Like I always, I mean, just based on them, I just kind of assumed that they were supposed to be in like their late twenties, maybe CN- early thirties. But that's a, huh.
1: yeah. No, no I wait. actually think. How old is Matthew Morrison supposed to be when Glee starts? Thirty, or thirty? I'm sorry, Will Schuster. Don't look at me using the name interchangeably as if it's <laughs> exactly the same thing. thirty-ish.
2: I, uh, I was thought-
1: thirty. So yeah. that's like, you know, that's the this marriage isn't working age. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. And you know, Emma's starting to be concerned about being a spinster. I think all those things are sort of uh late twenties, early thirties kind of problems. That makes yeah. sense.
3: Oh, I miss Terry.
1: <laughs> you're the only I'm one. That's, I
3: was gonna say <laughs> look, that one. character is batshit insane. Yeah. And I find yeah. it really really amusing to watch on screen as a foil for other characters. Like I would never want an entire episode. Like I don't care about her personal monologue. I don't care about what she thinks. But watching her as a foil to other characters is really amusing to me.
2: Oh I found it great but it's okay. I was kind of (laughs) hoping she would
0: take Sue with her.
3: Everyone has (laughs) different interests.
2: I'm well, so glad anyway. you are so confident and secure in your opinions that you are okay with going against the grain. Yeah, That's I pretty no awesome.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't got no shame. Um, yeah, okay,
1: Emma's so... done. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, ding the bell. What's they now? had a wedding that made interesting things happen for other people. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Because they're,
0: they're... then they all banged. <laughs> are you ready? Are we going to do it? I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> and then they bang. And bang. 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 It's bang. 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 <laughs> bang. bang.
2: <laughs> oh, did you talk that out beforehand? No. No. It no. To <laughs> we don't
1: have plan it anymore. It just comes up once per podcast.
2: It
0: does. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is man. completely spontaneous. It is. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Ding
2: the
3: bell. What's, ne- what's next? Okay.
0: Ding Ding. Okay. okay.
2: Um, uh, the next exactly is:
3: what? is... <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, you guys, Worst buzzer so like, ever. <laughs> I need it. I need a ding. I do need a bell. Um, or one the, of those
3: fishy gavels that makes the like squeak when you whack it. One.
2: The honk. Like the a honk. baby
1: gavel. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's, it squeaks when you whack it. Name of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wow. Okay. Oh. On that note, let's talk about Finn. Um. Because, <laughs> <laughs> all right. This. Okay. So this is a, this is a, going back to this because I didn't care about it when it first ran, but looking at Finn's arc and about how he was kind of just lost and broken at the beginning of this season, and he starts to really find his way and find what he wants to do, and you know grows in confidence, and it is the most interesting I have ever found the character is in season four, and I think that. That, you know, his death makes it even more tragic that it didn't get to continue to a kind of happily ever after ending. And but yeah, so that's so so
3: on that note. One of the things that I have with rewatching season four, I realized one of the things that bugs me was instead of it just being the next year, they should have time jumped like five years. And so that this new, this newbie class wasn't one who we were talking about, like, oh, they totally were there when everybody was there. Just nobody knew anything about them. And they, and all these students are having existential crises. Be like, I haven't had, I had an audition like a week ago and nobody heard from me. And so I'm an utter failure, or I'm going to come back and teach, even though I have no licensure, I have no degree, I have absolutely no qualifications. Seriously. If they had jumped like five years and had like, people are right out of college and like he had gotten his teaching degrees like you know i thought i was going to do something else and i ended up doing this instead and what am i actually doing and then coming back and teaching i feel like that would have been an excellent story or like when mercedes comes back and is like share your wisdom i'm like she's been out of school six months she does not have enough wisdom to share yet but like in five years time Like, girl would kill it and be like, I've, this is what I've done with my vocal coaches. This is what I've had the experience, you know, being on the audition circuit, like having that sort of a few years to struggle, as opposed to going like, yeah, you've been struggling really hard for a month. You're never going to succeed.
1: The only drawback to that is that Blaine didn't graduate. Yeah, I was going to say that. So, that, that, there would have been rioting in the
0: streets. Yeah, yeah the, the, I, her, Finn, It would have been like when they thought Donna Martin wasn't going to graduate because she got drunk at prom Oh yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. Blaine okay. Anderson graduates Blaine <laughs> Anderson graduates <laughs> Believe me, by season 5 Oh, my oh God. that's
2: taking me um, back
0: man But um But I just want to say that Finn was one of my favorite characters In season 1 And then by by the end of season 3 I was like, get him, like I could not Stand him So I'm yeah. really I glad that like season, season 4 that season four, we got back to everything that I really enjoyed about Finn as a character at the beginning, especially considering the tragic way that it ended, that it ended on a high note for the character.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Finn became charming again in season four.
2: He did. I mean, he had... Sweater vests and his love of hate, hate relationship with coffee and his the feud with Sue actually kind of works because it's, a, you know, it's a different dynamic than the whole world well, thing. With
3: all of those sweaters, he looked even less like a 19 year old.
2: No, I know. I, I, I mean, mean like, it's and very
3: obvious he was in his 30s.
2: RB, I mean, I do definitely agree with you. I think that, I mean, a clean stuff aside, because the clean stuff makes more sense right out of high school, that... The narrative could have jumped easily five oh years God. into the future, and it would make a lot I of sense. Like
3: for all of I feel like I feel like the Clayne stuff could have worked with a five-year jump too, because you know, we broke we broke up. It's been years. I'm still sad, and then coming back and banging like they hadn't seen each other in years because they hadn't seen each other in years. Then all of a sudden, they're rediscovering each other's bodies See, and it souls, make and you know, stuff like that. But
2: with Clayne, uh, that it? Mm, that hurts my head, but. Anyway. But you wouldn't
3: have had to watch it for five years. It would have hurt your... look. No, no, been... no. I mean, as in like Blaine couldn't have been a senior for five years. I'm like... <laughs> That's what I so mean. So what? They jump forward five years and he's still sitting in the choir room going, I just haven't graduated yet. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, if you thought I was in high school, I was technically a seventh grader.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what was hurting my head <laughs> not the, re- I mean like if it was a different story like in season 6 where they both end up back in Lima after breaking up, which is what they did in season 6, I mean yeah, I agree with you, but um, yeah, that's why this the whole, they just weren't exactly sure what they wanted to do <laughs> but ding ding, okay yeah um, the only other thing I wanted to mention with this kind of aspect is Coach Beast and Coach Roz. And they're just, they have very small roles in this season, but I think they were both really delightful. I and...
0: promise to never put a hex <laughs> on Coach Roz Washington.
2: <laughs> Coach
1: Beast and Coach Roz made the magic of making the adults interesting again. Yeah. Because they had gotten, I mean, I, I love Beast. I love <laughs> Beast in most of the seasons. But the addition of more wacky adults was pretty great.
3: Yes, I yeah. love Mini Leagues. I love it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I mean, I just I think that she has phenomenal comic timing.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And they, For someone and who learned, isn't an actor,
3: yeah. No, I, but like she she hero. has fantastic presence and fantastic comic timing, and so every time Coach Roz graces my screen. I, lo- I love
0: it even more,
1: and also Glee and she had really good comic chemistry with
0: with, with. Yeah, and she had really good yeah. chemistry going up against um, Sue. She did. I feel like her and Jane really bounced off <laughs> each other really well. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. Starkey, what did you say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, I was just saying that Glee had finally learned not to bog us down with the adults. Yeah, you know, and like yeah. I don't need to know what Coach Roz does at home. Nope. Don't care. It, it, yep. She's a better character, mm-hmm. not having to know that. Just make um, me laugh. Yeah. I mean, everybody asserts they're not Will's friend. Believe yep. it. That's fine. <laughs> Hilarious joke. <laughs> and, and, like, they sort of... I don't know. I just felt like those secondary grown-ups in the grown-up world were all very helpful towards the comedic timing of the show.
2: hmm mm-hmm. Yep. That's the other... like. Season four may have this like darkness around it, but I do think it was funnier. I don't. I, season three wasn't very funny. There wasn't a lot of Not comedy Not at either. all. No season no, three
3: just had Cooper, which was it. why I enjoy it.
2: Okay. Okay. So that was Except the, for I Cooper, because Cooper was funny.
0: But that's yeah, the I mean, in the whole season that made me laugh, and that's why season three is my least favorite season because the reason I watched Glee was because I thought it was funny and silly,
3: mm-hmm. and
0: in season three it was like, oh no, we're Dawson's Creek now. That's songs. true.
3: I'm for our lives to be over. <laughs> oh my god! Now I just want the Andrew Bros singing that.
2: <laughs> I just want to know right now, will it be? <laughs> okay, ding! That's the. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fun so, side um,
3: note I knew a bunch of people who guest starred on uh, Dawson Street because they filmed it, uh, all the college stuff at Duke. And I knew a whole bunch of people who were there at that time. Oh, really? Yes. yes. Okay. They, they got to be uh, students walking by them as they were having serious, heartfelt discussions.
2: <laughs> yeah. Wow. We'll pin that for a conversation later. Um. <laughs> Fun things in Arby's life. <laughs> all right. Uh, next topic, the newbies.
0: Oh, my babies. Uh, all right, go ahead, Kay. What would you okay, like to Okay, I did? just want to say that I personally agreed at the beginning with a lot of people. I didn't love them off, you know, from the beginning. Because I felt like they belonged on a different show. They were, like, too earnest, almost, for Glee. But it... Sadie Hawkins onward, I thought they were hilarious and a really good addition to the show. So I think it's kind of unfair, the amount of hate that they kind of got, especially since everybody loves the season six newbies for some reason. And I think the season four newbies well, were a lot more fun.
2: Can, I, can you do you an expand on why? Because, I mean, you, you know, we've talked about it. I'm not a big fan of them. But I'm kind of curious as to
0: what it is about them that
2: makes you so interested.
0: I think that they're very different from the original group. I like that. They're almost the opposite in that way because the original group, their main drama was all about mixing these really unpopular kids with the Cheerios and the football players. And that was there. That was like the main cause of a lot of the tension. Whereas in this group, the tension is external. Once you kind of get past the rivalry between Kitty and Marley, um, they all come together, and it's not, it's more of a, like, us versus the outside world thing, and I just thought that they were really funny, and they all had really good comic timing, and even though they started as a retreat, retread of original characters, I found them to be really different and from the original Glee members that they are supposed to be so much alike, um, and I they just really made me laugh, especially starting with Sadie Hawkins. They just, like, Marley was so awkward, and that was one thing I really wanted to see in Glee was the girl who wore jeans to school and wasn't always, you know, made up like she was going to like a club later. She looked like a fifteen year old girl, you know, looks and dresses and she's gangly and awkward and shy and you know. I just really liked their chemistry as a group and how well they blended with Blaine and Sam and Tina and Artie. And so that group just their group numbers were always so sweet. And it just really, especially like the more I watched it and I was focusing less on, because at one point I got so tired of the breakup stuff that I decided that I just wasn't gonna, I tried to like not focus on it because it was just like too stressful. And so I was like, well, the friendship in that group was really interesting to me and the different combinations that you could get from that. Like, Kitty being oddly protective of Blaine after Against All Odds. Like, okay, well, why was that? Like, it was those kind of things that would happen that would make me really interested in what was going on in that group and their different dynamics. And just the reactions. They did really good reactions. So, like, the newbies reacting to, like, Blam, that stuff used to crack me up.
3: You know, and hearing you talk about them, I kind of feel like I... So when I when it was originally airing by this point I had gotten a little bored and I def, and I dumped it when they when they broke up. Um so I feel like I didn't give the newbies a uh, fair shot because at the beginning of season 4 it felt like here's here's a whole new group. We're going to dump the characters that you liked. Here's a whole new group of it and then we're going to set everything you loved on fire. And so if it had been, and and part of the reason why I tend to enjoy the season six newbies more is because by that point I had just like, I don't give a fuck. Um, and so I was able to give them more of a, a fair shot. And so I, upon reflection, I feel like a lot of my, I don't like the season four newbies, is I, ne- I never gave them a fair shot to win me over.
0: And it's not, you know, and the way that they were introduced was really, like, I was, I did not like them in the beginning. I mean my season season three D V D has a has a featurette about Charlie and the season four hadn't even aired yet. So huh. they definitely, you know, weren't good they were there was so much focus on here's the new Rachel and the new this and new that and here's Charlie before they they're even trying to make that happen. Air. Exactly. So I feel like that turned a lot of people off. But I just fandom was so like fandom was so hard at the time that the newbies were almost like, like this like peaceful place right. where it wasn't like breakup drama. It was like, look, Blaine has friends that aren't going to throw a rock salt slushy <laughs> on him. And, you know, that kind of just became, cause I ended up unfollowing a lot of people. So I followed oh people God. who weren't really shipping anything and they mm-hmm. were focused on the newbies. And so I think that a people I was surrounding myself with in fandom at the time, made me look at them a little differently. And then just having fatigue from all the breakup stuff, I wanted to focus on something a little happier. And it was the newbies.
3: Yeah, fandom was where I got all of my information because after I, you know, flipped my TV screen, the bird at um, the breakup and stopped actually watching it while going on, fandom was the only way that I was interacting with Lee, And so everything that I knew about four and five was filtered through fandom, which for good or for ill. <laughs> I mean, Lord knows that can go either way. Um, Seriously. But, yeah. but they are much more endearing on a rewatch when I'm not sitting here going, you've burned everything. I love you've salted the ground. How could you do this? Writers? You're terrible. If I knew where you lived, I would get you a kitty cat, and then in the middle of the night, I would come and steal your kitty cat and punch you in the face. Yeah. Um. But but um, they are much they're much more endearing on rewatch. I still get kind of tired at the multiple love triangle thing, but I just I get tired of that as a trope anyway on TV. Um, yeah. And yeah. this show is soaked in it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's like, hey, we've run out of ideas for a plot. I know, love triangle.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so um, just, just stop. Um, especially what? when they should have just gone the opposite way and just made Marley, Jake, and Ryder just a couple. Yeah. Yeah, that would have probably never happened 100%. on TV. But <laughs> well, it happened on Girl Meets World.
3: It did. Like, yeah, but Girl Meets and World and they're delightful.
2: Is post- yeah. Anyway,
1: post yeah.
2: So <laughs> is anyway,
1: different.
2: Anyway, Snarky, did you want to say something? Because you've been really quiet. So I thought I'd get <laughs> everybody's opinions. Um, I agree with everything
1: that Kay said, <clears throat> but I still the the newbies can they did grow on me. I did like them more. All those things are true, but the chemistry of attachment to them as characters just never happened for me. And for me personally, I think if there hadn't been a New York arc, I would have been less inclined to watch it at all because I, I just, I, I felt, I don't really want to watch Degrassi. Um, you know, I didn't want to watch cycles of people through the same glee club because in my opinion, the, the club and the inner workings of the high school are not the most interesting part, um, so, I was sort of happy to have characters that we know bring other people into their universe, but not be <coughs> stuck in Lima. Um, and I think there was a certain aspect of being stuck in Lima that bogged down the season for stuff for me, even though, you know, we get about halfway through the season and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I like them now. But yeah. they had a lot of time before then. And it just made it, I don't know, like, hard to appreciate on some level because there were plenty of other great characters who they had just graduated away and we got to see them come back and mentor from time to time. But I cared about more different things. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I, I really, they they were poorly launched and that hurt them. And it takes a little bit of time to get that, You can't put magic in a bottle like they had with season one for whatever reason they kind of had that. And they tried to redo it, and they tried to make Fetch happen. And I just think that it was slow, which dragged the season for me personally. But I totally understand. Like, on paper, everything that Kay said, I agree with. I just do not just didn't have the spark for me.
2: Yeah. Arby needs to sing her Everybody Has Different Opinions thing again. Everybody <laughs> has different opinions. But no, that's fine because, like, I kind of, you know, just to bring it all around, I kind of feel the same way. And that, like, with season six newbies, they were never until the very end um, the focus of season six. It was still the older characters. And I, you know, I just. Later on, as the series goes on and into season five, you know, the characters become, you know, the, the season four newbies do become more interesting. And like the unique Marley friendship is great and fun to watch. And I think there's that was so great from the there. beginning. That yeah. was something that they did great from the beginning. And when I've always. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and additionally, when Kitty starts, you know, um, dating Artie, and when the new group finally—I mean, because you said you know you like the dynamics between the new groups and the seniors—but I think that it took so long for them to get there. It's unfortunate because there are a lot of really great you know interactions once
0: they get to that point.
2: But oh yeah, it took I, a yeah.
0: long time.
2: I, I yeah, and I always think... wonder
0: if if they had introduced the newbies and the characters were exactly the same characters, but instead of at McKinley they were at Niaata. If fandom would have liked them more,
2: if they interacted with yeah. the characters, I mean that was right. my biggest thing.
0: It's is entirely they just,
1: plausible. They didn't have yeah. enough characters at Niata, in my opinion,
2: to create that world.
1: Yeah. My my, uh, no,
2: so my only thing again is you know, and I complain about this even with season one stuff. It, is the love triangle, the jarley and Ryder. I'm I'm just done with that. Like I, I should have been a floppel. And uh, I like the fact that there's so much time wasted on it. Not, I'm, you know, I know some people like it, so I shouldn't say completely wasted, but like there are so many interesting aspects to each of those characters that um, you could have done something a lot more interesting than recycle plot lines that you were already recycling early on. I and, mean, you
0: know. I was thinking about this earlier, how they started with the new Rachel and they introduced Marley that way. But it would have been more interesting if they started with that and then went with all the ways she wasn't re- like Rachel. Like, she grew up poor, it was just her and her mom, and, you know, all those things that were, all those things about Marley that were the polar opposite of who Rachel was from the beginning. Mm -hmm.
1: Sure. Except for Marley wasn't the new Rachel, it was Blaine, and they didn't even give Blaine that much to do.
0: No, he said he was the new Rachel a couple of times, but that was it.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: Secret meetings and stuff.
2: (laughs) So... Okay. And
0: Brittany referred to herself as Vice Rachel once, which I thought was
2: hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, do we feel like we've talked about the newbies sufficiently? Yes. Ding. Okay. Oh, uh, and, and as again, like another little side, let's give a shout out to Joe and Sugar, who are, too, again, great with their little comedic timing bits. But then again, you can completely forget about them because they do disappear. Can I tell a in.
0: story? Yes, please. So here's, here's, okay, so right after season four aired, I went to LA pride and I had no idea that, you know, like there would be celebrities there or anything like that. Halfway through the day, I hear an announcement over on such and such, um, such and such area. Um, Sam Larson from Glee. So it's like, fuck yeah. I dragged my friend over there who hasn't watched Glee since season two because he hated Blaine and wanted Kurt to end up with Karofsky. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's a thing. Yeah. Sorry. So, so I go over there and I have like a. And so I met Sam Markson and we were talking, and he was saying that the, that the cast had this headcanon that the reason why Joe and Sugar kept disappearing is because they were hooking up in various parts <laughs> of the school. I like it. And at the time, he didn't even know if he was coming back. And this is after season four had already finished Aaron. He had no. Like, it was completely in limbo. He was just waiting to hear if he were going to be back at all. Oh, wow. Yeah, he had n- no clue.
1: That doesn't surprise me. I don't think they had a lot of plans beyond the basic outline. I mean, no. what well, I, I, I... And this is I before this Corey before had passed away. So I, I, so. I feel like with season four, they kind of had an idea for the first few episodes, and then they were like, eh, just set it on autopilot, and we'll see what happens. And I think that's why the newbies... Struggle I think there's a lot of season 4 stuff Where it's like they needed more Attentive showrunners and those showrunners Weren't there
0: Yeah, I think it kind of suffered in the way Like I remember at one point I want to say like season 7 of Buffy People were saying that the reason why it had Suffered was because Joss had Firefly And Angel and I think at this point Ryan Murphy was doing the new normal And he was doing American Horror Story And they needed They needed to bring someone In that could take the reins and not be, have their attention split here, there, and everywhere. We'll so see. They that's, could really focus on Glee.
2: That's what I was trying to do. Like, going back to what I was talking about with the structure, the first nine episodes, though, are a complete arc. Like, there's a full, like, someone, he definitely wrote on a board here's episode one, here's episode nine, here's Christmas, where do we want to be, and structured it all out. It is awkward in a lot of it. I mean, and it just, there's just too much going on with. As many characters as they were trying to juggle, but it isn't until after that that it starts to kind of fall apart, um, and and I don't know. So I do think they went into season four with an idea in general, and then kind of lost their way, especially when um, when they knew that they decided to stretch out the school year, and when. Corey wasn't coming back so.
0: And I found it interesting Because when I had that conversation with Sam Larson Corey had not passed away yet So as far as we knew The show was coming back and Finn was going to be the teacher And they still didn't know what they were You know, they still didn't yeah. know What they were going to do
2: So Okay Ding Ding all right, so let's talk about the seniors. Not necessarily about Blaine because I'm gonna save him for later. But we've got Sam, Brittany, Tina, and Artie coming
0: back as returning seniors. And you know, a lot of times fans go, "I feel like my up. favorite character." Hey, got- back. Sorry,
1: hey. I'm back. Oh. Sorry, technical
2: difficulties. I have no idea what they were. Oh, <laughs> There's so many people it's- who go. How don't- long? Okay, hold on. Sorry, it's- I was just, just a, going a moment.
0: Keep talking. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Start over again. Okay. okay sorry. No, I was going to say, especially in our part of the fandom, we're always like, my favorite character didn't get blah, blah, blah. And in, in some parts, you know, it, it's accurate. Like, Kirk did not get um, much in season four. I agree. But if there's any character or any fan of a character who deserves to be like, I'm burning shit down, it's fans of Artie. Mm, yeah. Are there any... I think it's easy to, to forget as being part of AKA the clean fandom and yeah. being very insulated that every character on this show has a fandom
2: mm-hmm.
0: and even if it's really I've, small
1: that's true even if it's really
0: small it exists that's true you know and I I think that sometimes we forget that because you know it's the biggest part of fandom and the most vocal part of fandom but yeah, you know, Artie's got his fans I like Artie I think he's hilarious and I love Kevin McHale so I always felt kind of bad that he got, like, the short end of the stick. Well, that's what I to,
2: wanted like... to say about the seniors is that I think one of the missteps of, at least in the beginning of season four, is the fact that here you have these new group of seniors. And you could have really pushed them into the spotlight more, like, more than you did instead of the newbies. Mm-hmm having a big giant spotlight on them, make those seniors a really big spotlight. And yeah, I mean Blaine definitely got more to do. And Sam by, you know, Sam and Brittany kind of had more to do. But like Tina and Artie are still playing the same roles that they've played for the rest of the series. And um I just think it's unfortunate that like had they really focused more on and and on those on the seniors, it would have been maybe easier to incorporate the newbies. I don't know. I know in season five it flips and the seniors are way more focused on
0: um, well and- Tina did get a little bit of an upgrade and that was one of the things on her podcast when they did the when, when she had Kevin on was Kevin was saying how um she had started to feel complacent and he had talked her and and she had confided in him and he had, you know, they had decided that she was going to go to Ryan Murphy and, like, say, you know, hey, I've been a team player from day one and I want more. And then that's mm-hmm. what we got from season four Tina. And I love season fourteen. She's a mess, but I love it because everyone has that friend that's a mess.
3: I had gone to get more sangry and I came back and I thought you said season 14. I'm like, shit, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs>
2: season four. We're on season four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: like season four, fourteen. Tina was a gift to Jenna. There she had we asked go. for more and she had asked for more and that's what they gave her and I thought she was hilarious. And I loved and as it. Much as much as I didn't like her. some of what happened,
3: being an actress, that would have been a fun part to play. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. People you know what's funny is people were saying brother, who did Jenna piss off? I can't believe they would do this to her. And I was like, are you kidding me? As an actress that was a gift. She got some fun beats to play, Vapor Rape Aside.
3: I mean, it's it's fun being able to play the nut. Exactly. Um, so, it, she was obviously having a ball.
2: I, I well, and she, thought so. Yeah, she definitely got more of an arc than Artie. Artie doesn't really do anything this season, but Tina at least has her anger and that kind of manifests in different ways and she kind of has her own like you know dealing with mike breaking up with her and kind of you know developing this relationship with blaine and samish and you know whatnot and so i um, the running
0: gag of crying tina
2: <laughs> which in so, retrospect
0: makes the whole my funny valentine thing makes sense.
2: my funny valentine <laughs> um <laughs> So, what do you guys think about Sam and Brittany?
0: I like them. I thought they were adorable together. I love
3: Sam and Brittany.
0: Aside from Mercedes, is my favorite one. Aside from Sam Sadie's, that's my favorite Sam ship with Sam and Brittany. They're just both so. They just got each
3: other. I thought they were
1: sometimes okay. That's, yeah.
3: <laughs> hashtag I mean, love, hashtag love, hashtag tolerable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I mean,
1: it's s- in terms of Sam relationships, I have to agree. After Mercedes, um, that's the best Sam relationship if you factor out the Trotty Mouth song, because the Trotty Mouth song is the only thing that makes the Santana relationship good. And all of the other Sam relationships are terrible and really quite boring. So. Because
0: I think, aside from Mercedes, Brittany was the only one who seemed to genuinely like Sam. I wasn't using him yeah, in yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. Um,
3: and I don't even really like Brittany. I but I I really enjoy the two of them together. I think that they're really funny together, especially yeah. you know hashtag My End of the World.
2: That was great. Yes,
3: that was an excellent <laughs> use of them.
2: Is it off? Like, do you think? All the lesbian bloggers will come yell at me if I said I, I think this was more interesting than Britannia.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, they're definitely. I don't
1: coming think for Sam you. and Brittany had better chemistry than Britanna and Santana. I think neither of them had great chemistry, but Sam and Brittany were kind of funny. Yeah. Britanna gets better chemistry as the show moves on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam has chemistry with Mercedes, and that's the end of the chemistry story <laughs> for me. Yeah. So it was no, just, yeah. I... You know, it was just hard. I don't. I. I realize that they tried to be really funny about their lesbian blogger comment, but that was fucking stupid. It was yeah, harsh. It
0: and wasn't no necessary.
1: Quinn and Santana at the wedding is going to make that okay.
2: No, I. I mean, you don't need to be. I, I. realize fans are passionate, but you can also ignore them and, like, you can write Stop your own show. Stop the
0: dragon. You yeah, know?
2: exactly. <laughs> I mean, I.
1: I actually think that it's too bad that Glee didn't have. Um, a better lesbianship like earlier on. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel I, I don't know, I, I never really latched on to Britannia, but I feel like they could have made a lot of the other girls lesbians and that would have worked out fine.
3: Well, I um, think part of it was if they had gone in with the intention early well, they did. on, as opposed to oh, everybody's attached on to this, we just thought it was kind of funny, I guess we'll make it real.
1: Yeah, I think that's the other think, yeah. problem. You know there was a huge part of fandom movie, they just wanted for Barry, and then it was like, okay, fine, we'll take the other ones.
2: <laughs> I, I think, um, also, it helps that you had so many men writing the characters, and and I don't know, like maybe one or two women on the, the staff, but there was no,
1: one by this time. I think she might yeah. have even been a lesbian, yeah, one
2: by this time, yeah. <laughs> I still yeah. not buy that they, yeah, I don't know, so. I don't all think right. she wrote the lesbian blogger joke. <laughs> no, probably not. That's oh, that was been bad taste. I agree.
0: Wasn't <laughs> she only there for season three? Like they hired a bunch of writers in season three; they're all terrible, and then by season four, they were gone.
2: Not oh. all of them, because I like looking at the lists. There are there's a core. Well, the of them one that, that I was banging
0: Naya stuck around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have. I don't know how to narrow that down. Thanks, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> He was the dude, bro, that always had his hat backwards in pictures, and I think he wrote "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." I would have dumped oh. him over that, but that's just oh me. My God.
2: <sighs> anyway, <sighs> Next one, ding. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> ding. Ding. <laughs> um, uh, just really quickly, I want to mention Sue and Becky, and more so that Sue um, doesn't get a whole lot to do. They for- really, for the most part, forgot about her baby. Um, for the most
0: part, for the whole entire part. <laughs> <laughs> they I, I only kinda... remembered the baby to make offensive jokes about uh, Becky. Yeah.
2: it It's kind of, you could tell he definitely didn't know what to do with Sue at this point, and they don't going forward. Um, now, working with Finn, there was more, there was some comedic stuff there, but I think by the time, I don't know, we get to the end of the season, it just. Sue know. doesn't need a plot line. Besides evil no, villain,
1: she no, just doesn't. Really doesn't. So I did think that there were aspects of the Becky relationship that were genuinely smart and sort of kind towards Sue. Um, sometimes, sorry me, coughing. Sometimes Becky's a little too much for me, but Shame. you know what? I'm fu- there's so much stuff on Glee that's a little too much for someone. At some point, I can't really fault it. <laughs> yeah cuz there's other stuff that's too much for somebody else that i think hilarious
0: true i would have taken less becky calling everyone a bitch and more yes. for knocking over xylophones
2: yes i agree yes. with that yes uh, i don't know and then i think you know the whole shooting star episode and the way that's they handled up. that with becky and and sue part of that it just it just doesn't work for me so yeah, me neither. <laughs> I give that one There was one
0: supposed to be more of that, but Corey going to rehab is why they had to edit all of it out of Lights Out, right?
2: Yeah. But even so, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, we talked a lot about it on that episode, so we don't need to get into it again, but. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, next part. Ding. <laughs> Whoa, who got it? That would that... be
3: me. Is that your mic? Is that one? <laughs> <laughs> I have a bell now.
2: <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> okay. Um, the next little section, I want to talk about the old seniors. Um, and we have Quinn, Puck, and Mike, and Mercedes. And kind of taking Mercedes out of it, I just want to say about Quinn, Puck, and Mike. Their stories do seem over by the end of season three, and and I think Quinn may have been handled the best. She comes back maybe three times, has a little guest star spot on each one, is kind of funny, screws around with Santana, it's fun, and then she leaves. And that's all we really need to know. And I think it works. And then I think Mike, they could have done a little bit more with him um, than just say, hey, he's back to help, you know, instruct, but... Whatever. And then there's Pac, who I feel like Mark Salling had nothing better to do. And they're like, okay, we'll let you back on the show. Um, so. <laughs> I feel like Mark was in Corey's trailer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, probably. They're like, hey, come on. So, yeah. I mean, I realize there's the stuff with him being Jake's brother, but at the same time, they never
0: really care about like that. that. Yeah, not yeah.
2: really. That would- not. But it's funny to me that everybody is like, you know, they got rid of these characters. And I think that Mercedes is the only one that I'm like, yeah, that was a bad decision to cut her. Everybody Seriously? else, Agreed. it was fine. Um, they, they made the more or less, you know, 75% right decision on who to let go. And but.
0: Mercedes yeah, it's hard been though, because Mercedes, Mercedes the start.
2: Ooh, she should have been in New York to be in
1: that group, but there's no reason yeah. for her to be, for her career, she didn't need to be in New York, and she didn't need to be in Lima, so it was hard to figure out where the appropriate place was to put her, mm-hmm. because she's not aimless,
0: you know. Right. <laughs> I'm happy that we did get her back, in the but she was the one I found most useful coming back.
1: Mm -hmm. Every time she showed up, it was like, oh, awesome. Awesome.
0: Exactly.
2: Though I do agree with Arby's point that this is another case that five years later would have made more sense in a lot of respects. So... I I mean, I like a lot of
3: things would be... Would have some added heft with a five years later. I
2: like the story that she got. I like the story that... (coughs) You know, telling only even if it was in little pieces. But, yeah, it could have been... Um, uh, yeah, just needed a little bit more space time wise. So, so yeah, ding, Any... ding. hang on, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we're getting over to the New York side of things. Um, let's talk about
0: Santana first, though. Um, Santana, thank god. <laughs> She was the, she was a breath of fresh air in New York.
1: She needed yeah. to go to New York because she needed something to do. <laughs> yeah, oh, you could tell they that,
0: wanted they... her
3: around.
2: And
1: she but... needed, she needed. Um, she didn't actually end up having that much to do besides meddling. But her meddling was good. It's good that they, they have a New York something Zoo to
0: break up Kurt and Rachel's constant navel gazing. <laughs>
2: um,
0: and San well,
1: did anybody
0: no,
2: not really. Well, me I mean,
1: banana, and I don't I, care about Brody. Again, okay, I they guess they added much. Brody,
2: and they didn't again. give <sighs> the young people any time.
1: They spent so too perfect. much
2: money. Okay, sorry, gosh, I'm really bad at timing today. <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> so I'm gonna sit in my consternation corner and be the one who says I just don't enjoy Santana, and if I never had to see her on my screen again, I would be okay with that. That's and okay. So her her Tell going to New York was kind of like oh.
2: Damn it. <laughs> People have different opinions. Different opinions. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna sit here in my consternation corner.
2: I, I think she's <laughs> funny, but in limited amounts, I don't think like they try to do an arc. There is kind of an arc there of her trying to get her life together. It doesn't really ultimately go anywhere. Her life doesn't ultimately five, get forgot. together.
0: But they forgot she was supposed to be like a dancer, so why not have her be dancing in the chorus, of funny girl instead of Rachel's understudy out of nowhere. Like,
1: well, well they just didn't has, have anybody else in New York.
2: No, this show has a problem also of understanding that if you are not in the spotlight and the star, then uh, you can still be worth something.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. True. So,
2: um, but yeah, like it's yeah. So I don't know. It's just yeah. Santana has a couple episodes, and they try to do some kind of character development with her, but I I don't know. It's she needed to be more
1: comedic relief.
0: Exactly. I was just about to say that. Like and her less... role in in um, um, girls and boys on film. That's perfect, Santana.
1: Yes, yeah. I go through your stuff all the time.
2: <laughs> oh, and I was going to say before they um, going back to somebody's point about that. I think the problem is they just spent too much money on Kate Hudson and Sarah Jessica Parker and even Whoopi Goldberg again and kind of ran out of money for everything else in New York.
3: Well, I think they could have
1: done a lot with the three of them in Loft, but I just don't want to see... I mean, I'm fine with Everybody Hates Brody because that's kind of funny. And I'm actually (laughs) a little bit fine with Santana Hates Adam or, like, just trying... She's so aggressively trying to get the Adam thing sorted out. But I wanted the three of them to basically be... They're all they can all be really, really funny. And they instead like to use Santana for mean. And so what they did is it just made Rachel upset about everything. And then there's yeah. feuding and unhappiness and crankiness. And then it's like, well, I mean, there's only so much of that before you're grown-ups. One of you just moves out, right? Like you don't yeah. <laughs> you don't have to see each
0: other in math class. This is the oh adult world.
1: Gosh. You just don't do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, Santana being there to kind of snark on all the things, like kind of being that voice of the of the critics of New York and just kind of like, oh, you know, why is everything so drab and boring here? And, you know, making those little comments would have been perfect like she did at Girls with Boys on Film. And it kind of linked back to how protective she was in Michael, so it makes sense for her to kind of be questioning Adam because she does seem to have a weird kind of, she's never really snarked on Blaine all that much. So seeing her there just kind of nitpicking and driving everyone crazy and being hilarious about it, kind of like the best episode for Santana for me was Silly Love Songs, where she wasn't too much, and if they could have just kept her at that level as opposed to letting her go fully mean, it would have been much better
3: and you know i agree that there needed to be a character that played her role in new york i think that that's definitely a role that needed to be filmed i think i would have preferred if it was a new roommate so it wasn't you know somebody with the weight of how much she had irritated me throughout the previous seasons and so, had like, been oh, yeah. so mean but like had like they had gotten a new roommate off of craigslist who turns out to be bonkers and was making these (laughs) sorts of comments. And I think that could have been a lot of fun and still played that necessary role, Um, but wasn't Santana. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the thing. They have all of these newbies on the old side, on Lima side, and they have no new characters really, except for Brody on the new side. People
3: needed new friends. Why didn't anybody make new friends? I don't know. Friends! Well, there was
1: Elliot.
2: They just they didn't have that season five, Elliot. though. That was
3: season yeah. five. And Elliot is a glorious muffin, and he should have been a regular. Seriously, I love Elliot.
2: Um. So let's talk about Rachel and her whole uh, I'm in New York and I want to be a grown up and an adult, and yet I'm still
0: failing at my dance class because my teacher's mean. <laughs> it's like Rachel watched a whole lot of Sex in the City. And and took like a BuzzFeed quiz And that said You're Carrie Bradshaw And then she took it literally I mean come
3: on guys I filmed one video about 300 words Of what I was feeling in New York Why am I not famous
1: This is my issue With season 4 Rachel Rachel is the star of the fucking show And if you look At her season 4 story arc Which I would like to think is some of the main Things that they came up with like they're like, oh, what's going to happen in season four? Well, let's give Rachel this and Finn this, and you know, these are the people who you you anchor your show around. That story arc is really, first of all, terrible. Second of all, Horror. unsatisfying. It so should have been bad for Rachel because it's like, you know, she gets a lot of screen time. She eats up a huge amount of screen time. That's why we don't get all that other fun stuff that we wanted in New York because we have all of Rachel's really not interesting drama, and the Rachel story of season four, is just, it's just a letdown. The character you
3: know?
1: know yeah. That Brody arc should have been
3: three
0: episodes done. And it was what? Like what Monday? I had hoped for Rachel, would she would get to New York, and it would be the typical, you know, speed, you know, she's in the, she's from going from, like, the big fish in a small pond to the tiny fish in the big pond, and, you know, maybe give her, like, a rival you know, and it's not the same as, you know, when she's going up against Mercedes because Mercedes actually cares, you know, because there's a friendship there, but like someone who doesn't give a crap, you know, who you were in your small town, you know, oh. showed like the cutthroat nature. I see of, I was looking at the like
3: having a solid failure. Yeah.
2: That's what I was gonna say. It would the, the problem is that they, they made it a teacher that, because they wanted Kate Hudson to be on the show and that just that dynamic i don't know i i don't like cassie delight i just think the whole I don't thing know. Oh, I, I
3: thought she was hilarious
2: <laughs> that character I, love cassie that you I thought
3: that she for. and rachel should have banged in the dance room well
2: yeah i mean
0: jesus yes well yeah half <laughs> yes, of the how of scenes started like the beginning of a porn
3: they yes. did and they misled me like i thought i was going down <laughs> one road i was like yeah yeah let's do this and then all of a sudden it was like what I'm supposed to think this is just a normal teacher relationship? Come on, guys! That character that you wanted, Kay,
1: is what they should have used Lindsay Pierce for from The Glee Project. Yes! She should have been at the Exactly, And she would have been perfectly timed for all that stuff. And she didn't have to have a huge amount of screen time because people already kind of knew her. She could have popped up, been irritating, made it hard, you know, and she could have hated... Both, you know, she could have hated everyone in a way that was interesting. You know, imagine how much someone, yeah, like. So Rachel had the sycophants, which is okay. I mean, it was okay, but it that, that great. didn't come
2: until later, though. And at least it, it didn't was come until later. But it didn't
1: but come like, until later. There should have been somebody at Niada that reacted to Kurt in some capacity because dude got in at a concert. He was he doesn't even go here. Right? Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly like, There should have been somebody who was like Hold up, what? Like, I applied I got in, you kicked me out on my first day of class This guy shows up Just some random, off the street Mind you, Angel, get it But mm-hmm. at the same time like, He should have had some drama
3: You know, in all honesty That's a pretty solid origin story for a supervillain
0: really? <laughs>
2: Yeah
0: yeah. No, but seriously, I mean, if he could have had a rival, if Kurt and Rachel came to New York and they each had these rivals, I mean, yeah, you could also do the breakup stuff kind of as a side, but Rachel comes and then they stick her with this guy who's got the personality of a cardboard box. <laughs> ax, See, that's the other problem. Borodi was so damn boring. Yeah. And you're, and it's like, how much was to not root for for Finn when this guy has... Has the depth of a teaspoon. Like this, it didn't do anything for her as a character. Whereas if you had given her a real rival, not a teacher, Mm -hmm. but a real rival, someone who was like all the worst parts of Santana and Quinn and Rachel in the same person to go up against and give Kurt a rival. But then,
3: and I think that that horrible person should have made really fast friends with Kurt. Yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) like see.
3: Like, I, I want so each of their rivals to be friends things. with the other. So it's you like, know, oh, yeah, you know, he's great. I met him. This is off. This is awesome. But I'm going to destroy you. And then Rachel's like, oh, my God, I met the most horrible person. How can anybody do this to me? And she walks into the apartment. And all of a sudden, this horrible girl is sitting on her couch being like, Kurt, you're the most amazing. He's like, I know. You're great, too.
1: See, that would have been good.
3: I I, I want that now.
1: See, and I was totally fine with the fact that they isolated Kurt at the beginning of Niada because they had to kind of push him towards Adam and Brody was um trying out for the Magic Mike musical. That was funny. <laughs> but they needed to bring it back to Rachel and Kurt at Niata more. Yeah. They needed to have time in the hallways with them as friends. There needed to be random Niata people who thought that they were a couple. Like, they needed all this that stuff that they just didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's a hilarious idea. Um, they needed all kinds of stuff that they just didn't have because they were like, well, they live together like that's enough. But living See, together isn't really a world. And, no. they, and they, they needed to have more world. And I like the uh, the Vogue.com world. That was totally fine with me. We could have had more of that. But Rachel didn't exist there. So when they have the two of them in the same spot, they needed to generate the world better. And they
0: just failed for New, New York. York. Season four of New York reminds me of that line from A Hard Day's Night with Paul's grandpa where he goes, I've been in a train and a room and a room and a room. That's season four. It's just a room and a room and a room and a room. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, well, that's the New York side. Of it. They, they wanted to do so much with the season four Lima stuff that they're, it almost felt New like York
0: got forgotten.
2: Yeah, it did. It got kind of pushed aside. and um,
0: Which is yeah. sad because it was supposed to be like, oh, this is what the spinoff would have been if Ryan Murphy hadn't taken his toys and gone home when everyone, <laughs> when no one was psyched about his brilliant idea.
2: Yeah, exactly. I was
0: like, okay. If this is the spinoff, it would have gotten canceled. Yeah.
2: Well, but it would have been better developed than would it nonsense.
0: have? It would what have it have been in in better developed? Yeah, I was like, you're so optimistic.
3: Great. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a big date. jump to make the assumption of, it would have been better.
2: It could have been better. It could have been better. I will
3: subscribe to that.
2: Okay. It could have been worse. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, and and just to, to an ending thought about the Rachel stuff, I actually think she is more interesting, though, than she was in season three.
3: Everybody's more interesting than they were in season three.
0: Everybody. Except for Cooper.
3: The
1: fact okay. that
0: Cooper never came back.
1: <laughs> yes, that's a well-deserved ding.
0: <sighs> okay, so um, the next
2: thing we're gonna get. I want to talk about Blade and Kurt's individual arcs, but I have to say, and Arby's can groan um, for me. Uh, I, something about structure again. Oh. <laughs>
3: um, just because I thought. I this just want to talk about my muffins.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, just let me have like two minutes, and then ding oh. <laughs> the bell. Okay so this is what i think is really interesting that in the first 9 episodes they both have very like they have their breakup stuff and, and then uh, the, like the 1 through 4 is the lead up to the breakup and the breakup and then they have some individual stuff through through episode 9 and then it kind they both kind of do this um like you know Blaine and Sam and Sam crush and Kurt has Adam and then they kind of come back together as a couple and then it kind of just gets messy but they're on their way back as a couple and the individual storylines kind of get dropped And it comes just to basically a clean story again. I just thought it was a really interesting thing. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. I agree. And
1: I think that that's sad that they can't write a storyline with someone who's romantically involved with someone else.
3: Yeah.
1: Because we only got bits and pieces of it. But when we get it, we really like it. There's a positive reaction to it. And you'd think they'd do more of it.
2: So. But it's Agreed. (laughs) Dang (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's talk
0: about Blaine Oh, Blaine Blaine is the reason season 4 is my favorite He's the darling muffin Just We knew so little About Blaine And I know a lot of people were Hate season 4 Because everything that Fandom had kind of made up Everything that fandom had kind of need To fill in the gaps about who Blaine was, was completely jossed by season four. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that about halfway through the season, I was actually kind of really glad that Kurt and Blaine had broken up because I don't think that we would have gotten any characterization for Blaine had he still been, had they not broken up. We wouldn't have gotten to see him with his own set of friends and having his own personality quirks And things if we never got to see him individually on his own. So I think for characterization's sake, the breakup needed to happen, at least for Blaine. Because Kurt was a complete character, and Blaine wasn't.
2: You know what I think is kind of interesting, though? um, Because I know that we talk a lot about how Kurt doesn't get a lot of stuff during season four, and he doesn't. And Blaine does get a lot more. But what I think is interesting is that you know, <clears throat> gosh, sorry.
3: <laughs> My God, everybody on here is dying. I
2: know, seriously, plague <laughs> podcast. Um, I'm just
3: sitting here drinking.
2: Um, I, I, he, Blaine gets some great stuff. You know, through the beginning, getting through the breakup stuff, and then we get into kind of, you know, the crush on Sam. But then the like individual development kind of stops and doesn't really start up again. And Blaine is kind of just a secondary character again in a lot of these second half of season four stories. And I, I don't know, know,
0: maybe it's because he's my favorite and my eyes are always on him. I don't think that the second that the that it stopped because we still get you know, we still get Gitty Plot. Guilty Pleasures. He is amazing to just watch in a shooting star. And we get, you know, we get Will kind of coming down on him when he tries to get the group together and go behind Will's back. And so we still get a lot of Blaine. It's just, I guess, maybe not as focused, but I don't think the characterization stopped. I think there's still a lot to be, you know, to pick up there. He's just not the focus of the episodes like he was before.
2: Right, but I'm just saying there's not. I mean, you know, when you look at it, Kurt still is getting less, but I don't think Blaine is getting a ton of stuff either. Well,
0: not a ton, but yeah. So maybe I'm just used to scraps because it's Glee and they have 400 characters. I know. Yeah, that's
2: well, true. and I mean, it's 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 really abrupt, like pause on things too. Like they they have this tendency to like, okay, we're, all, you know. This character is not the focus of this episode, so we're going to just completely ignore whatever's going on because, for whatever reason, it's kind of disjointed in that way. We're like, it's in season two, all of the plot lines kind of got a little bits and pieces throughout the whole and it kind of weaved its way through. Season four, I feel it's very jerky. Like, okay, well, we're going to ignore this for a while and talk about this and then ignore this for a while and talk about this. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm really glad at about what we got with blaine but at the same time when i look at his arc and i in the same way that i feel like he was the star of the lime show and rachel was the star of the new york show i still feel like it's not that it's bad but it could have been better but he's you know he's divided up between you know jarley catfishing and bulimia and other stuff um and I just feel like Blaine's story didn't fit within the Lima story because, as we all know, first of all, he's a grandpa. Second, and so he just had like he is living an adult story. He's not one of the teenagers anymore, and he doesn't have a he doesn't. It's him having a foot in both worlds. I feel like they didn't manage it very well.
0: See, and um, I felt that Blaine not felt like a teenager to, be, to me in season four.
1: Sure, he did and didn't it seem like a regression of his
0: character? No. Yeah. Not to, I mean, uh, not to me. I I thought that because for me a lot of the stuff that everyone thought Blaine was was more phantom filling in the blanks, but well, I, there was I nothing think, to regress as far as he's I was both concerned.
1: Both things. The thing is like he he can be both things. Mm-hmm. But you have him the the way that they had him both incredibly mature, and for lack of a better term, immature, I feel like he's something in the middle. And and they didn't do well with that until they put him in New York, like, you know, two months later. And he was still a young person trying to figure things out, but in a more adult world. Because, like, do I care if Blaine passes his math test? No. That's not where he's at. You know? He's way beyond that. It's great that he has Sam it's great that he has friends and can be silly but you can be silly as a young adult Rachel doesn't know this but you can (laughs) um so you know there's there's a certain I don't know I I feel like there's an essence of Blaine that just sometimes I mean he doesn't he doesn't fit in Lima because he doesn't fit in Lima he's not someone who's going to stay in Lima so it's just really obvious that He needs to move on. I think that's part of why I was impatient for him to graduate.
0: He's a man. For me, I was so happy to see him being a kid in a group of friends and not for once, not focusing so much on the future. But I thought having him in Lima at that time with that group was perfect for him because from what we saw before, You know, we never got to see Blaine really be in a group of friends. Sure. He was the leader of the warblers, but the warblers didn't really know him. And with this group we got to see him be silly. We got to see him, you know We got to see him be a teenager in a way that we've gotten to see Kurt do in season one and two. And we needed to see this in Blaine before he could move on to New York to being in a more adult storyline with Kurt. we needed to see him have that same kind of development that we got from Kurt in the early seasons.
1: Well, it's not a Blaine versus Kurt.
0: Well, no, that's not that what i was saying. saying. But that I see as I far see far as them being in a storyline together. In order for it to work, we needed to see Blaine the same way we got to see Kurt, as in we got to grow, grow up with Kurt. We needed to grow with Blaine in the same way. So that when they came together in New York, we it was two whole characters. I agree. To just, He needed you know?
1: he needed that breathing room to be a character, and I think that without without the breakup, he would have been a secondary character always. And I appreciated that he was not.
2: Okay, so RB has been really quiet, so I'll let her get like say something if she's there, not passed <laughs> she out. She might just
1: ding the bell. <laughs> Hey, wait, Wine I can
3: just sing the bell. Um, see, my... I, Blaine is a darling precious muffin. I love Blaine. Um, I was never one who really wanted to know more about him because I was in the camp of... I thought that he made more sense as an accessory to Kurt's storyline knowing what I knew in season two. And so I've never been one to be like, oh, I want to know more about X, Y, which actually I don't for a lot of characters. Um, But seeing him more and interacting with Sam is precious. Blam is precious. And he's a, he's a darling muffin who I never get tired of being on my screen, no matter what he's doing,
2: because he's precious. And that's my opinion. (laughs) My opinion is that I, you know, see and I still wish the show Didn't need to stay in line I wish the whole thing would have gone to New York Because you can still have that Blaine development You can still have him friends with Sam and Tina And finding his own way Um, And I don't know, I just...
3: I still fall into the let's just jump ahead five years and have them broken up and living separate lives and learn more about them and then come together in a in a love nest.
2: alas. Oh. So it's it's interesting. Because, okay, it's not <laughs> sorry you got the buzzer. So you shoot
3: on. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure there's still like an entire page of your notes left.
2: You know what? <laughs> there's a quarter page of my notes left. <laughs> there really. Is not much left to, to anyway. Let's talk about Kurt. Um, and okay, so here's what I say. What I want to say about Kurt is that despite the fact that yes, there's quite a bit less of Kurt in this season, the beginning arc of his is really great. And even though I always want more Kurt, it's a full fleshed out arc of, of you know, him breaking up with Lane and trying to find his way in New York and kind of getting back into Niata and it's it's some really good stuff. It's just after that, when he is now, you know, he'll get little bits and pieces, and he gets a little bit with Adam that doesn't really amount to anything, and he's always the sidekick to Rachel, and always like, you know, it ends up being in only one or two scenes, and that it just doesn't... It just they, falls they apart completely. They put so
0: much on Kirk getting into Nyata, and then he got there, and they gave him nothing. Yeah.
3: Pretty 100%. Much. Like, if that's going to be your main push, make something happen because of it.
0: Yeah. And that's it, the frustrating part for me, is just that from season three, all the way through episode nine of season four, has been about Kurt getting into Nyada. And then he does this beautiful audition. He does, he does this beautiful solo. And he gets in, and then... <coughs>
3: if they were going to not let him in with not the boy next door which I still to this day do not understand the I rationale behind that because he, Jesus yet. come on um, <laughs> then I I really didn't want to see him go to Niada at all because Niyada is a scam school and so I was that. when when he was like, "I'm gonna, you know, work at Vogue.com," I was like, "Yes, this is gonna be awesome. You're gonna have your own storyline. You're gonna blaze your own trail." And then,
0: no. You know what? And I got chewed out about this. This was before Tumblr, um, and I remember discussing what I wanted for all these characters after high school. And I remember saying I wanted Finn to go into the military, and then mm-hmm. they ruined that. Um, yeah. I the storyline I had wanted for Kurt. Is that unlike every other character on the show, Kurt has interests in so many different areas and he's really good in those areas. I wanted to yep. see the storyline of Kurt trying to decide. Do I wanna perform? Do I wanna do fashion? Do I wanna do do I wanna be a chef? Like, you know, he has interests in all these areas and he seems to be talented in all of them. Why not have him be the character that's trying to decide which lane works for him?
3: I one hundred
0: percent agree n- with you. I didn't get into Niata, so let me give fashion a try. You know what I mean? And you could still get songs out of that He's saying sing it. One hundred
3: percent agree with you because that's what that's what I was hoping for as well. Like I thought that you know, as soon as they you know decided that they weren't going to let him into Niata because they aren't a real school and they have no have no skills um, and no taste. That I really thought that it was going to go the way of I'm going to try different things and I'm going to blaze my own trail, mm-hmm. and I was very disappointed when that did not actually happen because I got I got real excited about that because a lot of the the fic that I love and the head cannons that I love are Kurt doing something other than performing. Again, I think this is one of Glee's you know soul wounds and core. is that they cannot comprehend of someone being a successful and complete person without professionally pursuing the arts.
0: The only character we get to see be semi-successful without performing is Pop going into the Air Force. That was it. Uh And And so they
3: built up this idea that... I mean basically people aren't allowed to be creative in their everyday lives. You know, you can't have somebody who draws for fun or somebody who sings in the community choir or somebody who does, uh, who really enjoys teaching little kids theater. Like nobody is allowed to have arts as part of their lives. It has to be how they make their money, Um, which I think is a real disservice to the idea of the arts are for everybody,
0: especially considering you're not going to make money for a really long time, if ever.
3: Yeah, exactly. And so, so, I, so uh, like I mean, there I, are I'm with you. That I was I honestly really excited about a um, about a storyline of Kurt finding himself in something other than what he uh, what he thought he was going to be as a professional
0: performer, and then they yeah. There are characters back. that I can't imagine not being performers, but Kurt pursuing fashion, that is, if he has a passion other than performing, that's it. But he did. And he does.
1: And he but continues I mean, like, to.
0: They didn't, they like, didn't have much any more with Sarah it. Jessica yeah.
1: Parker time. But at the, at the end of his story, is Kurt still doing all the things? He does all those things. They just only had a certain capacity for what they could show. I actually think well, that the Kurt season 4 story... There's no lack of logic. There is some lack of screen time. There's some things that were deaf. There's a scene or two from Adam that's on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. There's some other stuff that I'm sure is on the cutting room floor. And he is, you know, more background. But, you know, that's not because they didn't know what to do with him. It's because they didn't They didn't build up the worlds enough. And they simply didn't have enough screen time. If I have to hear about the Jarley love triangle again guess what? We don't get to see him at Vogue doing all the things, even though he continued to do all the things. I was going to say you in know, the script, he did Grims have come to through. go to college and he had to manage um, his time. And he mean, had to be they, a singing waiter and all this other well, wackadoodle stuff. You know, and Why do couldn't his Brody be fighting.
0: someone from Vogue?
3: Ooh, that, that one has been fun. Brody at Vogue? What are you talking about? <laughs> that doesn't make
2: really sense. Doesn't but that's okay. Yada, but
3: Everyone like has me. different
1: opinions. Brody should be <clears throat> the construction worker on the street that whistles at Rachel. <laughs> yeah. But
3: is it also the construction worker who falls in love with Titus Andromedon?
1: <laughs> no, he's
3: not. Ah, <laughs> <that laughs> yes. He's not. Oh, that my good. God.
1: Or he or Birdie can be the person in Magic Mike the musical. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But I think I think that Kurt's well, Cooper story should be the
0: one in Magic Mike the musical.
1: Kurt's um, story makes total sense yeah. throughout. Um, because Kurt has the ability to be in the background and still be reminding you about the thing that happened an episode before. And there is consistency to what he's doing, like He's broken up with someone, and in the next episode, he's sad about that breakup. Or, you know, he's. I'm not saying that his
3: plot line doesn't make sense. I think that his plot line doesn't make sense. It's just if I was given the magical pen to decide where it was going to go, that's not what I would have chosen. If in all I was given the, the great pen, unwritten, the great unwritten yeah. fic in my mind that I would have loved to see explored, was he doesn't get in the auto, so he goes to work at his dad's congressional office.
1: You know what? No, no, no. Everything needs more Kurt. It would have been improved. They they should have had more Kurt in it. And clearly he was one of the leads of the show because they gave him a guest star. And they gave Kurt and Rachel guest stars because they were anchoring them in New York as these really important people. But Rachel's stuff started to take over more of the screen time and Kurt became more of a backseat character and it was to the show's overall detriment. She
3: should have
1: this July. totally... I mean Vogue got interesting thing. So.
0: <clears throat> yep. More that's... Kurt. Ah. <laughs> or Cassie, Rachel, and Brody should have been a thruple.
3: <laughs> I don't In Kurt all honesty, thruple is my new favorite word.
1: <laughs> I don't want Kurt having to come home to that. It was bad enough when Brody was walking around the naked apartment naked.
2: Ugh. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing is that Kurt's Storyline was always tied to Rachel's And Rachel came first And then everything was limited screen time Because they didn't build up New York New yeah. um,
0: so. York know, I didn't I have understand enough time. about Hummelberry Is that With the other friendships on the show The characters got to still Kind of keep individual Individuality You know like Blaine didn't get lost in Blam And neither did Sam yeah. And you know we got Puck and Finn's friendship but you still got to see them as being two very different people and having outside storylines. And yet, when it comes, and even with, you know, the Holy Trinity, the Unholy Trinity, you know, they were friends, but you got to, you know, they got to have separation of a lot of their storylines. But with Hummelberry, it was like once Kurt was locked into that, it was, you that couldn't I- let him have anything without it.
2: Yeah, it changes
0: though, like because that's it. I, well, okay.
2: First of all, I think it's more abundant in season three when I go back, um, and Kurt does start to get a little bit different in season four. But season five, it does pull away from that. I do think he. gets Yeah, season five,
0: I think, is the is is the best with regards to how they balance out the Hummelberry friendship. I just
1: don't think they had, the New York world wasn't built well enough for them to yeah. be able to manage that. All of those other examples that you gave are all examples of things that took place in Lima, where mm-hmm. they already had a world balanced where they could handle all those things.
3: As opposed to New York that was bathed in gray and brown and
2: well and sadness. They just, I think that they just didn't know. They knew their structure. They knew, you know, sectionals, regionals, nationals. They just did not know how to not um, write outside of the the high school area. They just, or weren't interested. I mean, that's probably part of it too, but. I just think um, it's a lot to balance and they didn't, you know, they just
1: didn't do a good job of balancing it. I'm not saying that the episodes are bad or that the season is bad. I just feel like if they're going to have Three different places where the show takes Place, Lima, Vogue And Niata You gotta really craft that And I don't think that level of Crafting was around for season four I and think it, and the
2: so... problem
0: was That Niata and Vogue Relied too heavily On temporary guest stars Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And I agree. As much as I and... love the newbies As much as I love the newbies If we could have just taken one like take Jacob Artist and make him a dancer at Niata. Yeah, that would have been better. You know, take Marley and make her this mousy girl at Niata, or take Kitty and make her this bitchy dancer at Niata.
3: You know you what? Know, they should have made Marley kind of... Rachel's um, adversary, but Marley didn't know it. Like, she was like, yes. she seems nice and she's new, and Rachel's like, I will destroy her because she's trying to destroy me. And Marla's like I just want to be friends And she's like she can be
2: friends with Kurt Yes it would be perfect (laughs) Kurt would be
1: like why are you being mean to this nice little person
2: (laughs) See at the same time though I mean that is a little bit what they did with Sunshine in season 2 But Anyway
3: And I kind of found it funny when she's like I'm going to send her to a crack house I mean this is terrible but I'm kind of laughing Mm -hmm. But I mean exactly Everyone has different
0: opinions The New York side Relied too heavily on people that were not Going to be around Because yeah, we you know, Brody wasn't gonna be around, Adam wasn't sticking around. No one on the New York side from the second they planted Rachel over there was a permanent character. Elliot was never meant to be permanent, Danny was never meant to be permanent, they never put anyone over there that was gonna stay. So, the world, everything in New York was temporary.
3: Which is why I still think they should have a had a it. new wacky roommate instead of going with Santana. They should have started introducing some new characters who were, who were permanent additions. Help! Take some of the
0: Glee Project losers and stop them over
3: in New yeah. York.
1: I actually don't even think that they needed more characters, but they needed more
2: time.
0: See, and Nevada. that's why I was going to talk about season five
2: the arc of season five in New York actually works and there. are I mean, yeah, Elliot is there for a hot second, but they don't have any other characters except it's for those delight. main characters. But and it season works four because it New
1: focuses York. only on them. Yeah, and season four in New York, Rachel and Kurt aren't really talking to each other that much because Rachel is so wrapped up in her own bullshit. Mm. Yep.
3: Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> 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 I mean, stuff. <laughs> and let me just say stuff transpired. <laughs>
2: I have to say before we move on On a semi-related note You guys have talked so much about like Kurt You know and the struggle of wanting to Possibly do something different and everything And so I just don't get on my back when I think it's an Interesting thing that Blaine could have done too I know
0: I know Well, I always feel like We never get to see him Be interested in anything else Whereas with Kurt we did
1: Okay, but this is, is why, why I it always struggle for Blaine with me. Blaine huh? would you
0: applause
3: to
2: live. Yeah, yeah but so do so I, and I'm not a
3: professional performer. Like, I'm he fucking
2: is
0: Tinkerbell. Is Tinkerbell. Yeah. But at the
2: same time, he could have been a kindergarten teacher, and he would have gotten that applause. I mean, oh my god, see, that, god. That, see, a,
0: see I can't agree with that, because my t- my sister teaches preschool, and it just is not like that. I it's think not, I That's not. terrible that, at yeah. it. Uh, Blaine does not have the personality for a teacher. He's he too much of a perfe- perfectionist. <laughs> and he's going to want to fix it. He's not going to be able to look at a kid that's crying and tell them no. Like Blaine oh, could not pee on little him. kids. <laughs> yeah, he could not be. T- he could not. Blaine could be like that person that shows up once a week with a musical instrument and says, I'm to teach you about the guitar. And he's there for an hour. Yes, but an the actual elementary teacher, school music teacher. Fine. But an actual teacher with his own classroom, Blaine could not do it. All of these poor dry clean private. only
3: bow ties would all get peed on. Pee, vomit, paint, see, my and I just, comes home covered I mean, with so one, many substances.
0: I can't even of, begin to tell one you. One of my
3: good friends is a second grade teacher, and she walked into our house when we were living together and she was like, you know, I consider it a good day when nobody pees on me. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, oh me God, too. I'm glad we don't yes. I'm glad we I don't have that profession.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just different kids. Not an elementary teacher. the kids wipe their noses on her. Yeah. It's just, yeah, Blaine, he's does not I, have the again, constitution. Again, put Blaine back in
1: a couple and he loses some of his individual personality. Sorry, Blaine. <laughs> no, I, just, I would like to see him do more, but you know. Oh, yeah, ding. That's a fair, fair ding. <laughs>
2: Anyway. What's next, Pam? Um, what's next is the clean arc, which everybody's been waiting for for an hour and a half. So let's talk Woo-hoo. about clean. An hour and a half. Well, okay. So It'd maybe it's been
1: a little from, longer than an hour and a half. Aside from the fact that we're missing a scene with Adam. Yep. That is the clean arc. Oh yeah. One hundred percent We are missing are we? a scene with Adam that helps solidify the clean arc because in order to keep people locked in or like, ooh, what's going to happen next? They decided that maybe Kurt should just stop talking, which that doesn't really help me at all. And aside Wait, from me, the probably...
2: There's an all actual Nothing, like. Is no, 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 or...
1: no. We're sorry, saying
2: that a hypothetical
1: scene. Uh, I I okay. think that I think that we needed something uh, with Adam, and I think well, you can go back and listen to All or Nothing. my problems with the particular all or nothing episode. Um, But I think the clean art works. I think it was really smart. And I think we don't get that much clean in the season, but what we get is well done. You know, all of those particular scenes stand out in a really powerful way against all of the other stuff that's happening in season four. There's definitely a through line to it. And it's messy and complicated in a way that I, I really like. You know, they broke up and it was sad and
0: terrible, but it was good. It was good TV. I agree. I'm happy with with the, the breakup now. Obviously, at the time, I was like, why would you do that? I wanted to well, set it on fire. <laughs> but looking back at it, I like the arc a lot.
2: I, You know, and I'm one of those people that wanted to set it on fire. And now that we are five years past, it it does to me. I'm like, this is more interesting than them just staring at each other kind of in the back of the room while Finchel makes out in front of them. It, it just, there's more going on. It's more complex stuff going on. Fandom filled in the holes in some really amazing ways that I liked. Yes, I would always want more. I always do. But I think there's a lot of really great things there. And we learned a lot about the characters in the process. We did, yeah, exactly.
1: with I don't like the fact that they shut down a lot of Kurt's reactions as a way to try and make yeah. it seem like a cliffhanger, compelling. What's going to happen next? Right. Um, uh, and I do think the um, there is an, uh, the timeline gets screwy with. Um, Oh, I forgot the song. Oh, I all literally song. have
3: no idea when anything is happening.
1: The timeline gets through with Blaine's against all odd song with within the Cla arc, but okay, fine, I can forgive that. Um, but aside from that, and the fact that all or nothing is so
2: lacking, um, I, I, I appreciate it. All I really needed some space. Is...
0: A non, it's like a non-ending. But it's not
2: like I said again. Going back to what I originally said, it is the end of Act Two, not the end of the full thing. Sure. Um. So, it it is a non-ending. Um. So, but as I said, there were season finale ever. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so I have a question for RB. Yes. You have the keys to or the pens for the show. And you are tasked with making Clay more interesting in season four. What would you have done?
3: I would have jumped ahead five years, they would have been broken up, and we would have got to see them living adult lives and then come back to each other.
2: I could have figured that out. Wow.
3: I, I, me, me. I feel like I've made that pretty clear. <laughs> I mean who uh, was watching it when I was watching it live, it was it. I wanted to set it on fire because it felt it didn't feel true to the characters, the way that they had set it up. And then all of a sudden it was like, it, it felt like they, they broke everybody up to serve a, I've written myself into a corner service as opposed to a, this is a natural progression of where we're going to go with the story. And it also might lean to the fact that I didn't trust the writers with it. You know, Writing themselves out of a speeding.
1: Um, well, the Finchel so, breakup is solid. Do what? I think the Finchel breakup is solid.
2: Yeah, but it was at the end of season three when they did it the first time.
3: Yes, so. that part. <laughs> so anyway, if, if I could write That's it a little different, they, Rachel they would to have say jumped ahead and would have been broken up for a while. So it's like, you know, when they come back together for a wedding, they hadn't seen each other for a couple of years, as opposed to, it's been three weeks, and I just can't live without you. Um, so it's been like, you know, my God, you know, how are you doing? Actually catching up. And then they bang. And then they're like, oh, shit, we still have feelings for each other. Well, I'm doing such and such, and I have a serious boyfriend, and I don't know how we're going to work this out. And then watching them do that. Wasn't that that
2: the plot of a couple of fics I read?
1: Probably. (laughs) Someone
0: like you?
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I would have
0: liked. I would have liked to kind of. I wouldn't have changed much. But maybe once Kurt. Starts to kind of feel. You know. Once he gets to that part with Adam. Where he's conflicted. Maybe Blaine seeing that Kurt is still with Adam. I would have liked to have seen Blaine try to move on. And not have a crush on a straight guy. But like. You know, Blaine kind of starting to see that there's other options, right? With someone
3: who was actually started... an option.
0: Yeah, right when Kurt is starting to realize that he still has feelings for Blaine, Blaine's starting to say, "Hey, I could date. I don't need but... to have a serious boyfriend. I could like date." And
3: That's have what, that they, do the That's
0: yeah, what they do in season six. what they do in season six. They should
3: have done it in season four. <laughs> well, why did they have to do it with Karofsky? I, okay, that's a whole other topic for season <laughs> right, six. So if you're gonna throw away
1: <laughs> anyway. that, well, what
3: he did in season six, I will. I will lie <laughs> down on the pyre
0: of the. fuck <laughs> did they pick Karofsky for?
2: Okay, <laughs> I will give you because,
0: that. I because I think and Max Adler are really good friends. I think that that's the only reason. Because they,
2: like they wanted to piss everybody Max off. Adler that's a, why.
3: Is a delight in person, but if I never have to see Karofsky's face again, it will be too soon. But he's a delight in real life, so you know, whatever. Throw it up in the air. It's fine. Just fine.
2: (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Clay. Everyone has different opinions. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh,
3: wait. This sounds like the the time for... (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, that's probably about right. I, I, I It's funny that we've just spent all this time, you know, talking about, um, all that didn't work in season four, and and rightfully so, a lot of things did not work. But it's it's funny that it, season three, which is so like structured perfectly, quote unquote, and you know they definitely have their three acts, and they definitely have their story arcs, and they definitely I hate do. it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that, you know, this mess of a season four is more entertaining, at least to me. To me. Um, I actually only have one real regret about season four. Kurt doesn't, sing, Kurt. Enough. No, no, oh, doesn't sing enough. No, he doesn't sing enough. Yeah. yeah,
1: I agree. You know what? I agree. We don't even need, the, Adam doesn't have to show up for the scene. Give Kurt one song mm-hmm. about what he's going through.
0: I would have traded Done. Baby Got Back for a Kurt solo at a heartbeat. Oh, God, I would have traded yeah. a yeah. shit ton of them
2: for two yep. more Kurt songs. Do we really need to see Santana singing at Brody and Yada for it, it, it? like, well, oh, yes, but only because it's
0: Cold Hearted Snake. It is a good song. She did do and it. Okay, the scaffolding. The at the ballet stuff? I mean, come on. That no. needed, God, that, damn it. Now that song is in my head. You know what? I'd at I'd the like ballet one. At the ballet, you could have fit two Kurt solos in there.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> true. If you edit right. I would have uh, gotten rid of some extra New Directions numbers.
2: I'm going to pretend I didn't hear
0: that. A, A lot of those. Jarly <laughs> duets. A lot of they, I mean,
2: Charlie had 18 duets this season. No, they didn't of... need
0: any of those duets. No, I agree. I like no. Charlie better when they're not singing to each other.
2: Yeah. I like Charlie when they're not Charlie, But that's just me.
3: <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> cold-hearted I wish she had done the rap
0: I wish she had done the rap From the video
1: The yeah. thing with the scaffolding and everything She did a really good job But also again it's funny because it's like What the fuck is this
0: <laughs> I also would have liked to have Kurt I wanted Kurt to sing A Britney song about Blaine I wanted Kurt to hear Kurt sing Heaven on Earth And oh, I could have done without Rachel being dragged around on tables Clay could have sung like anything
1: in the Adele catalog, and that would have helped out their
0: storyline. Oh, I also yeah. really want to and Blaine sing with or without you. Oh
3: yeah,
2: no. Yeah, I'm not, not for that I'm,
0: season.
2: No. I could have done that. I like it, but they did, did. They already. I was gonna say, didn't they already do that one? Didn't Rachel sing that about Finn in season three or something? No,
0: they I only did so. one U two song, and they ruined it. Yeah,
2: I'm just, I, you know what I'm thinking of, just without you. Not with or without you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Glee only did U2 once and it was a horrible travesty.
2: Oh, what was it? I don't remember.
0: It was in Laryngitis. They sang. Oh, the long that long last long. song. When oh, Rachel right. referred to U2 as classic rock and I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's oh, true sure. 1991. What the hell are you talking about? Was, child? was that
3: the moment that made you feel old? Because that made me feel fucking old.
0: Made me feel old as shit. Yeah.
3: As I'm sitting there in my corner going, well, back in my day, we thought that this was newfangled shit. (laughs) We had it on CDs. Okay. For for anybody who watches Parks and Rec, like, it reminds me of the scene where Tom and Ben are DJing the high school prom. Yes. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we don't listen to, like... You know all this auto tune stuff. We want to listen to like Ten Thousand Maniacs. It's on CDs. It's how music was meant to be heard. <laughs> <laughs> and like that—that's what this gets me. It's like it's classic rock. I was like, it's not. I owned this
1: on it's cassette.
3: Not.
1: On
2: cassette. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: totally owned it on
2: cassette. Okay. Well, did we have anything else that? Y- you know, wanted to talk about before I get to the last little bit here.
0: Needs more um, Cooper. I'm good. Always needs more Cooper. Always needs more Cooper. Yeah. Oh. In
3: various stages of undress, like he he could. How be did they do, do Magic
0: Mike Musical and no Cooper?
3: Exactly. Exactly. Always needs
2: more Cooper. See the whole the episode naked shouldn't have been about body issues. It should have been. It should have just been about Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> It should have been about Kurt throughout
3: the entire episode and walking with various strategically placed vases and pictures of water and frames and tables and whatnot. So you didn't see his bits and pieces. Although if they wanted to show his bits and pieces, I would have been okay with that. I, I was been fine with
1: Kurt bumping into Cooper at the Magic Mike, the musical audition.
3: Uh, <laughs> Cooper they could have made out too. Could you oh my god, I, no. I would totally you, get on board with... Uh, with super no. being his his rebounds, like why are you doing you know my brother? Oh my okay. god, that's that's a wonderful fan. No,
1: you can't go back from that. That's worse. I'm not going back.
3: I'm not <laughs> going back from it. I'm totally down with that. I would watch those two make out.
1: Oh, okay. Well, sure.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway,
3: where are we at? Oh, I've watched our I've oh, watched
0: there. Red Buller make out with the crook of his own elbow. Okay, yep. where's the bell? <laughs>
3: But I don't want to cling the bell on Cooper. Don't make me... Oh, fine. Dang.
1: <laughs> Dang, I got somewhere to be after this.
2: <laughs> okay. So, kind of coming to the end. Um, let's do... i want to do favorite episode and maybe least favorite episode. And then, like, thing you enjoyed most about season four. So...
1: I'm unprepared.
0: You gotta okay, Kay, you now. get to go first. I'm letting Kay go first. Okay, favorite episode, hands down, is Guilty Pleasures. Lee's favorite episode is Lights Out. Okay. And my favorite thing about the season is um, Blaine getting to become a fully fleshed character.
2: Okay, who wants to go next? You just
3: got to call on people. Snargy, go. Oh.
1: S- I'm trying to come up with the basis to come up with the favorite thing. Like, okay. favorite because I like the songs or favorite because I like I the
2: storyline or the. Uh, it could be multiple course. things. It could be one thing. It could be whatever you want it to be. So I know. I have, it really lot awesome.
1: lot was my I have a lot of love for the Diva episode. Uh, and obviously, I don't like any of the ones that Kurt's not in, especially the one with the school shooting. Um, well acted by some of them, but not particularly interesting. Though, all or nothing, again, boring. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but at least Kurt's in it. Getting excited about engagement. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, I think the breakup is a really good episode. Uh, I think Diva is a really good episode. Um, I think crap. Now I can't remember the name. Eh, anyway, one of those two. I'm bad oh. at picking favorites.
2: <laughs> okay, well then pick a least favorite.
3: What makes you angry?
2: What episode do you come to? You're just like no.
1: <laughs> hmm. I feel like I blacked out a lot of them um, I I really didn't like the fact That Glee took on the school shooting thing I don't think they did It's not that they did a terrible job with it But it was awkwardly placed within the season It was very much a. Uh, it was like watching an episode of Law and Order Ripped from the headlines And it didn't make any sense in the Glee world It had a lot of interesting repercussions For some of the characters But I could have. They could have wiped that one out entirely, and season four maybe would have been better for
2: it. And your favorite thing to take away from season four that you well, really I have
1: to agree with Kara. I think that the the fleshing out of Blaine was not going to happen under other circumstances, and it was it was a gift. It
3: was
2: great. Awesome. All right, RB.
3: So my favorites would have to be a tie between Glee actually because y'all know I love a Christmas episode Um, who doesn't love a Christmas look I have been soaking myself in Hallmark Christmas movies for the past (laughs) two weeks so I love a Christmas episode and they're dumb and I love them so whatever Um, so probably between that and I do because everybody bangs and I do Um, that's
1: another solid choice Mm-hmm. I,
3: I find that that's, it was a really fun time, and everybody banged, and I never knew that I needed Santana and Quinn before that episode, and currently <laughs> I,
0: totally, I totally did. I didn't know I was supposed to explain why I chose my favorite.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, <I> Mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay,
1: well, as soon as I RB's done, I just blathered on, on
3: and ruined the lightning round, so that's what happened. <laughs> But yeah, so those are my favorites. Um, least favorite would have to be the school shooting. It's still the episode I refuse to watch um, because of a variety of reasons that I won't get into on the podcast. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to go with um, Blam as my favorite thing to come out of season four because I really enjoyed. Uh, um, Blaine having a friendship with a heterosexual guy who, and that was not an issue. Like he didn't like, like they were just good buddies, and he had somebody to pal around with that wasn't his boyfriend.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we got to learn that Blaine's kind of a nerd. He likes comic books and the
3: fact Star that he Wars read and... Sam Star Wars fan fiction. Yes, so but like, that's season five. Is that season guys? five? Yeah, it
0: is. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it's delightful, and i I love I love that, and I'm just gonna wrap that into
2: blam. Okay, so, Kay, what did you want to add on to
0: your thoughts? Well, it was just um, my I think my favorite the reason my favorite is guilty pleasures is a it's hilarious. And b, it's one of the few episodes that makes really good use of Lima and New York together mm-hmm. because we get you know, Kurt's monologue about his guilty pleasures, and we get Bruce. And Richard Bruce. Simmons And <laughs> It's just a fun light-hearted episode And Lights Out is my least favorite Just because It's boring Yeah And At the Ballet is literally 45 minutes of the episode <laughs>
2: uh, I like it um, So since I don't have a whole lot of interesting things, I'm just gonna like, uh, 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 at least, okay, never mind. I'm yeah, gonna start over just again, get right to it. I am <laughs> on the ball on this podcast. English is hard. Communication is hard. Um, my thoughts aren't much different than your guys's. So, to take a, a little bit different, I'm gonna throw out there. Um, cause guilty pleasures is my favorite. I do is my favorite, but let's go with wonderful and dynamic duets. I think they both need a shout out. I think they're both excellent episodes. <clears throat> I really enjoy them. They're really fun. I like them. Yes. Um, least favorites. Yeah. Lights out. Shooting star. Hmm. But also I'm going to throw in Gleece, which is probably going to be an unpopular thing, but that's just a mess of an episode. It's just, no, I don't,
0: I can't stand that episode either. It's <laughs> too I much,
2: about it. too much stuff going on. It.
0: I thought of my lights because I forgot it like existed.
2: Eighteen <laughs> plot lines and nothing. You put
0: missing. it out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, I. If she hadn't said it, I would have been like, "What's that episode after? The, what's that
2: called?" <laughs> like, completely forgot about it. Yeah. Um. And you know, for best, th- I'm. You know, I'm gonna be a little different. I mean, the the Blaine and the glam and everything about that was really great. But I, you know, I really like the music. I think it's the season. Really did amazing stuff with music, and I really enjoy that. Every time I get to my season four playlist, I get really excited because it's a lot of really great stuff there.
0: Except for Sam and Brittany singing singing Celebrity Skin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like uh, what? Courtney Love must have been really high when she okayed that.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: Well, let's end this on a more positive note,
2: though. But um. Let's 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 end it with you know the thoughts of Clay Banging in a car in the church parking lot in the middle of daylight. I mean, come on, on. has nobody
3: else After done that? Her- Am I really the only person who has done that? That is yes. so trashy and blasphemous.
1: It's so great, I, and they'd already sent Tina away once. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes, I, I think you're t- the only one. <laughs> tina wasn't even polite about it, like Mercedes was. Of course not. had to be Mercedes that they sent out.
2: Yeah. I love that fic where it's there's like con like the rest of the club it's like having mm-hmm. conversations about who has to get them out of the car.
0: <laughs> I don't remember who straws, wrote that but yeah and Mercedes always draws the short straw but it turns <laughs> out it's like their 10 year anniversary or 10 year <laughs> reunion or something like
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. Well all right guys um that kind of wraps up season four. Um yeah, it's it's uh, ups and downs, but it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun for me to go back through. I think it has more entertainment and value than season three, and I had a lot of fun going through it all again. Um, the podcast is going to take a little bit of a hiatus for two months. I'll be back in February, so unfortunately, no new podcast next Sunday. Um, but we get to return with season five, and y'all know how much I love season five, so it's going to yes, be amazing. I'm excited. So, and if you're
1: looking for things to watch in the interim, I've just finished listening to the rankings podcast, which is fascinating. And it actually covers a lot of some of the things, some of the um, like highs and lows of Glee. And it reminded me of episodes I hadn't watched it in a long time. And I'll no. probably go back in the interim uh, before we start season five. Yeah.
0: And I will get back to posting my rankings. If you're looking yeah. for something interesting on Tumblr.
2: And join us on the TVD rewatch. I mean, we're going to be getting to Never Been Kissed soon. So go oh, ahead and it season two with us. Hang so. on your bobby
3: socks. So, yep. I'm just going to be watching Hallmark Christmas movies. So if anybody <laughs> wants to yell about uh, a two hour long heteronormative white people falling in love in the snow, uh, y'all know where to hit me up.
2: <laughs> oh my so, God. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much and we'll see you in a couple months and have a great night Happy New Year
0: Happy New Year finally found you
1: my missing puzzle piece
0: I'm
1: complete I was just